Good day. Well, good evening, universe, since it is 9.20 in the p.m. on the 13th of December. And I still haven't done my uh, Nordic track for the day, so I owe myself that. Um, and given that I like to uh, document my effort when my effort is waning, late in the day like this is not the time to be doing your exercises. That just indicates putting it off all day. But... I give myself a break because I came through yesterday with a full workout routine in one go. And so, having hemmed and hawed my way to 9.20 before even seriously getting the necessary outfit on to exercise. Well, well we're, we're progressing slowly. But we'll get there. And I will sign on to prove it when I'm done. But that's not what I got on to talk about. What I got on to talk about is... Why am I recording during the Jungle Book? Hang on, pause. Okay, that has been corrected. Um, now, what I wanted to get on to talk about was, first of all, I made a mistake when I was talking about how Earth calamity traps souls here for a thousand life cycles. Because I mentioned, let's say you have 700 million people on the planet and only a million survive. Well, then those 6 million, and that math was terrible. Because it's the 699 million souls who all of a sudden have nowhere to go. Because we're here in this remote, locked-off part of the galaxy where, thanks to the destruction of Mars and the inhabitant quality of Venus, there's nowhere to go. You're going to wait your turn to re-manifest on Earth. And then... You're going to re-manifest and re-manifest and re-manifest until your karma has come back to even. Or you can ascend outside of a karmic bubble of goodness. Tough to do. Tough to do. Got to be almost here with the life plan set up to bring you to that point. To do it spontaneously. Well, that is the magic of the humankind. And I think the reason that I spoke of us as being miraculous is we're capable of that maneuver in spite of ourselves. In other words, you can become an ascendant five, six level being straight through the earth vertical. But boy, do you have to be a special soul. But those special souls exist. So the earth experiment, invalid though it should be, has created magic. Because nowhere can someone ascend from third density to sixth strictly through the actions they create for themselves in third density soul realignment. It's a fantastic level of immersion to be participating in this meat suit with this emotional depth and width and the dexterity of environmental manipulation you're given. We're flying for fuck's sake. We are an amazing, amazing Species, the kind of thing the universe can't even really explain. But we're here, and when you're looking for a cliche that fits this, well, I don't know why it's said this way, but the proof is in the pudding! Pause. Okay, reload, yeah. Yeah, let's just say we won't be hate-fucking anybody in this particular recording. Oh, yeah, 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 we went there last time. Deleted forever? Yeah, but the universe still has it on tape. Don't you, universe? 
Target not realized, nor shall we reveal our lascivious intents this time around. No, 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 we're going to keep a lid on it. This is some PG-13 shit, man. Uh-oh, out of beverage, but that's okay. I got water, and since I just finished my other workout, water's probably for the best. Mm. Okay, now we're out of water. But, not like in the biblical sense, in the, oh God, there's no more water. No, in that, I have to go to the bathroom and get some more if I want some, but I don't think we're going to be recording that vlog tonight, because as you can tell, I'm a little delirious. I think, I think 2023 needs to get the fuck out of the room, or I'm tired of this year. This year has been the worst year of my life, and it's not really even close. And I'm an upbeat motherfucker, so you can't really bring me down. But you can pummel me with the sort of unexpected life maneuvering that even with my capability to bob and weave and maintain a rather tranquil and centered uh, presence in the world, well... Throw enough calamity at me, and even I can get sick of it. But I haven't seen a friend for a while, and she texted me randomly today, and we're going to get together tomorrow. And in having a similar conversation with her, I just said, I'm ready for 2024. I'm ready for a better year. And her response was, it's got to be better, it's got to be filled with love, and it's got to be filled with kindness, because this year missed on all of those marks to a degree that <clears throat> I can't remember seeing before. She couldn't remember. So, if you were miserable in 2023, well, I think you weren't alone. In fact, I think if you had a wonderful 2023, I kind of wonder who you are. Are you an arms dealer? Are you a nefarious militant of the hire-me-for-dollars kind? Because maybe you had a good year watching your soul dissolve itself into meaningless bank account numbers to while away the cabana boys in Indonesia. But the rest of us, just trying to get by and do our jobs and have a good life, well, it was a suffering year. Wasn't a whole lot of Hakuna Matata support for us. It's like Disney forgot we were even in the movie. But we're here, and we matter. And I see you, you the warrior of traditional kind, you the witness of the event that is imminent, you the standard bearer for 2024's reaction to the human race and its humanity being exposed. All of you, I see you, and I'm proud to be here with you, and we're going to change this world for the better. Just don't let the monsters get in the way, and by all means, do not let this world nag at you to the point you don't believe in yourself. You love yourself to the end. You're the only thing you're going to be with for eternity, so it's time to start loving yourself completely, today, now, right now, even yesterday if you can do it. Time-traveling bitch that you are, fucking jealous. Pause. Okay, I'm Boz. So, as I think about 2024, 
and how much unknown landscape there is to traverse. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to use the end of 2023 to try to have Dreamland give me some hints about what 2024 is bringing. This is the great mystery of my life. So if the Caves of Wisdom are going to tell me anything, they can tell me what 2024 is hiding just around the corner. What the bright, brilliant diamond light represents and why all of the paths in my life plan come to this point and then can't be seen past. What does it mean? Well, of course, it could mean the worst, but I don't think it does. I think it, in fact, means something more transcendent, something glorious, something truly worth traveling all this way in space-time to experience. I mean, I could be wrong. But if the misery of 2023 was just karmic kickback for all the wonder of 1969 to 2022, well then, I don't deserve answers at all. In fact, I'll probably be slapped upside the head for having such an imprudent sense of myself. <clears throat> but if conversely, I'm starting to stack up some karma in my favor, <clears throat> well then answer my damn questions. Come on, universe. Tell us what you're planning. Give us a clue. What skills should I be preparing to get ready for this? How am I supposed to deal with what I can't see or know with any kind of foresight? Well, give me some answers, universe. I'm going to sleep now, so it would be a good time to hit my dreamland and tell me all the wild shit you got planned. I mean, if now's not a time to reveal your plans for the entirety of the universe, eternity at all, what well, one would be? Pause. Good morning, universe. It's, uh, it's what time? It's 9.23. Here we sit on the Thursday, December 14th day. Meaning, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. 17 days left in this year. Not counting today. But... <clears throat> 2023, if, if I could just, if it were gathering its coat and standing in the doorway, I would bull rush from across the room to push it through and get it out of here. <clears throat> Put its coat on outside. Damn it. 2023, <clears throat> well, is, if it's not my karmic life of, Frivolity resetting to even through heartbreak, death, um, loss of friendship, uh, experiencing and losing love for the first time in my life. All of this happening in one year, not to mention being hospitalized for something still cause unknown. Um, so my health got a check, my heart got a check, my head got a check, my friendships got a check, my companionship got a check, and family relations all got a check, individually and collectively. Everything this year had some level of Um, 
account settlement. Just places where things were uneven, they are now back to level. Which is good for me because I'm at a really calm place. The fact that I handled this year with the kind of, well, I cried my way through February, but beyond that, <clears throat> I handled the year with a lot of toughness, honestly, which is not like me. And complete forthright confidence and self-belief. Loving myself has changed my life. It's made my life so easy to be proud of. Because wherever I go, I'm the one there doing what needs to be done for the betterment of all of us. And as I do that, I can't help but love myself even more. So this little ring of, yeah, but I'm the fucking shit, man. While I don't let that get in the way of thinking I'm better than anybody else, I also don't let that stop ringing true in all circumstances where before I might have started wondering if this is the time that it's it's for my fault, that I'm broken, that it's somehow me that's the storm of chaos creating itself. Well, no, none of that's ever true. And having finally learned how to prove that by acting kind, understanding, and forgiving in all circumstances, even those where I've been transgressed against. Well, I can live with the integrity that makes me never have to second-guess what I've done. I would go back and do everything exactly the same all over again. So, <clears throat> if you listened to the first episode, you heard all my crazy. And I've got a lot of it. Coming out of dreamland more than anywhere else. But not all out of dreamland, unfortunately. Some of that stuff's coming out of reality here. And those mystical moments are some of the hardest to explain. And I lived with a delusional schizophrenic for four and a half years. Lived with this strong. I allowed her to shack up in my area um, so as not to be homeless. But she taught me a lot. And then I started deconstructing what had been slapped into my head that was untrue. And in doing so, came to a island of tranquility on which I've never left. And though I see all the swirling, storming horizons that are doing their best to unmoor those of us who refuse to be anything but ourselves. Well, even when those storms hit the shore, I seem to be fully capable of resisting their long-lasting damage. They may blow me around a bit, but I come right back, and almost stronger every time for having lived through the experience with the kind of grace and integrity that I did. So this is the journey I'm on, and I share these moments because until recently, I couldn't have even experienced them. Destiny, fulfillment, purpose, these kinds of life concepts I had given up on. I was more into anarchy. 
uh, nihilism, uh, existentialism, and its pratfall sensibility of philosophy. But never did I have self-love in the equation of any of my larger question analyses. No, it was always coming from the point of a pure skeptic of the most anarchistic kind. That this was all chaos in motion. Hell, that made the most sense. For somebody whose emotional reverberation with those around me is so strong that I can't help but pick up the signals I'm, I'm even in the vicinity of, that kind of empathic intuition is... It's overwhelming. You don't know where to take it. You don't know what to do with it. You don't have any grounding for it because as a man, you're not allowed to even express your emotion, let alone come fully befuddled by them. Well, I mean, I suppose all men are pretty much befuddled by our emotions. But if you're overrun by them again and again and again and again and again, well, at some point you have to deal with them. They're a force of your personal nature that is too significant to be waved off. And going through all that, well, let's just say that the crying comic is a strange phenomenon for people to run into. Not that all comics aren't some level of underpinning of sadness, but literally an emotionally bereft, empathetic, sympathetic, kind, generous, forgiving fool. Well, there aren't a whole lot of callings for that person in this universe. It's hard to make friends. It's hard to be anything other than an observer of the human condition, which isn't to say that I haven't enjoyed my life intensely. I have. In fact, I can't imagine picking a different character sheet next time through unless I can have kids and then I'd be a woman. But if I can't have kids, then fuck no. Here we stand, happily male, looking at the Clementine pie wax, thinking, oh my God, I'm long overdue for a dab, boss. Yeah, okay, I'm kind of avoiding exercise at this point. Not, I mean, I, I just 12 hours ago finished my other routine, so it's not like I'm overdue, but... I said if I was going to push off exercise, I had to get some shit done. And I wrote a response letter to my to my uh, my relatives in Missouri. And I have uh, one cousin who has passed away. And he was born a month after I was. And uh, we were going to be... Uh, you know, best friends, as it were. My mom and brother, her brother, were having a baby basically do the same month. And the only thing that got in the way of that is that my cousin was born severely mentally handicapped to the point that he had to be homed. He was incapable of anything other than disruptive behavior. And... I don't know if this was extreme autism. I don't know what the official medical diagnosis was. I just know that he was uh, 
in a strapped-up chair his entire life in public to keep him from hurting other people because he couldn't control his motor actions. He was a, a case of full-time care 100% of the time from professionals and usually more than one. So that put a limitation on the potential friendship that we were going to share in the vision of my parent and aunt and uncle, parents and aunt and uncle, in terms of how that was all going to work out. So while the rewards of uh, having that type of um, presence in your life uh, aren't as direct, they do emerge over time. You do see how it is critical that a society that considers itself civilized is civilized from its most needy up. And the constant battles and uh, hardships foisted upon my aunt and uncle as a result of this experience uh, makes you rethink your kindness meter in terms of how society reacts to certain peoples. Same thing I went through with the delusional schizophrenic Lily and watching her navigate a world bent to tell her she was broken. So, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, at the age of 53, I believe, I'd have to figure the math out here, uh, might have been 54, it, it's right on the cusp, but my cousin passed away. So that's another loss from this year that I suppose hits me in a reality level that I'm not conscious of because here's my first real peer of life now gone. And so when I found this out, um, sad as it is, uh, I have one very distinct memory of my cousin, and it's from a dream that I had while everybody was at our house for some level of family get-together, Thanksgiving or something. Well, I had this dream where I had two other cousins, Jody and Jeff, and then Jack was the cousin who was uh, severely handicapped, and then my sister and myself. So the five of us are in this like internal gymnasium with all kinds of uh, things to do. Like there's a, uh, a horse and a balance beam and uh, mats and, you know, just all that kind of stuff is out to be played with. But there's only one rope and it's a rope to the ceiling. And uh, my cousin Jeff is yelling at Jack who won't get off the rope. And I come over and I'm like, come on, Jack, everybody wants to climb the rope. You don't get to hog it. And Jack keeps going up the rope and coming back down and saying, this is the only place where my body works. So if you don't think I get the rope as much as I want it, that's baloney or something. Basically tells us to fuck off and starts climbing the rope again. And I remember looking at Jeff and Jeff's all pissed off like, he can't have the best toy just because he's fucking handicapped and shit. And I'm thinking, man... This is an environment in which Jack finally gets to be himself. So, of course, he can have the rope. 
and don't think twice about it. I mean, there's like one of those those vault things you can play on. I mean, it's just like, of course Jeff is going to be a dick about wanting Jack to get rid of the rope, even though in real life Jack has no chance of climbing a rope ever. So I essentially write out that I still remember this dream vividly and have always remembered that dream as the one time that I saw Jack as he really is instead of in this body that got him trapped. And it's funny because I've had another dream about how Jack gave me all his powers because he knew that he was going to be left with no ability to do something in this universe. So he gave me everything that he could. And that's why I was smart, why I was capable, why I had all these advantages. Because basically I doubled up on the skill set. And I've never forgotten that because I've always thought, well, shit, man, that could be true. And if so, then I owe Jack an outcome that is worthy of him trusting me to take on that which he was too incapacitated to have control over. So I've always had that little mystical connection to him. But having explained this to my aunt and uncle recently in that card of condolences on his passing, well, they sent me a photo of now Jack, something I haven't seen. He's, the last photo I saw of him was 30 years ago, 20 years ago at least. So I have no idea what today Jack looks like. And when I opened up the letter and saw what was in there, I was like, holy shit. It's that dude from my dreams. And in my dreams, there's this wise-cracking smartass, basically, who will show up and put me in my place. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And I've thought, like, he's shown up two or three times. Not a lot, but enough that I know him when he shows up. And the last time he showed up, I'm like, yeah, I don't even need to hear from you right now. I get it. I'm, I'm fucking dumb. This is... Proof of it. You showing up is just icing on the cake. And uh, and I've never... The, the character's nameless. It's not even somebody that I interact with other than to be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Ha ha ha. Funny. But respectfully. Like, I thought this must be some stand-up comedian that I'm remembering from the 60s or the 50s or even the 70s that just is far enough back that I can't put a name to their face, but they show up just to make sure that I never think too highly of myself. So when I see this photo and I think, holy shit, that's him. It's the comedian. It's the wisecrack. Well, it's as if I had a tinkle, a tinkle. <laughs> uh, it is as if I had a tinkle in my eyes because there was a twinkle in one eye while I was tearing up in the other thinking, that mischievous motherfucker, that's my cousin. So, I'm not one to recognize all of this until I can go back into my dream state and find this wisecrack and say, are you Jack? And have him tell me in that moment, yep, yep I am. But I look forward to that moment. I'm looking for you, Jack. I know you're out there. And I'm going to find you.
And you're not going to have a wisecrack for this one because I have the ultimate wisecrack for you. I know who you are. Pause. Okay, I'm paused. So, does this make me all crazy? Right? It, it certainly has to entertain the question. That I think I can go remotely find my cousin who's now passed on in my dream state in a capacity to tell him that I know who he is and he can stop wise cracking me now. He can work with me instead of against me. We're going to make the most out of this reality. God damn it, get on Team John at this point, Jack. What else you got to do? I look forward to that conversation. Does that make me crazy? Does that? I think it might. I think it might indeed. But it only makes me crazy in the best possible way. In that no matter where I am, I'm looking for allies. No matter what I'm up to, I'm hoping for help. No matter how I'm facing this current challenge, I know I'd do better if I had somebody else with me ready to fight by my side. So, if that's who Jack's been in my dreams, well, every ally I can find, I want. Every comrade I can count on, I need. And every support system I can build is critical. So, the idea that my first cousin has been there all along, helping guide me into a mental state of ultimate humility. Well, it gives me comfort. And, frankly, it makes me a better person. So I'll take it. Crazy or not, I'm a better person for it.